So why aren't we doing pink? Green is. Green is. She wants the pink. <laughs> That's the first She's thing I'm recording. She's a big fan of the pink. She wants the pink. It's true. All right, true. and that is going straight into our outtakes. <laughs> I want the pink. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips. Allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself, what's your pleasure? This is John doing another BetCast. And with me we have... <laughs> Speak up! <laughs> Mrs. Puppy. <laughs> I don't think they can hear you. Say it again. Mrs. Puppy. Mr. Puppy. And Mr. Puppy's new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Puppy found something to play with. A new toy. A new chew toy. <laughs> so, while I eat my cookie, <laughs> what has been going on so far with the puppies? I guess this would have to be considered a puppy pile, right? Yeah, we can call it that. And what about you? Oh, I was still speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we found empirically that Mrs. Puppy can't count. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's your fault. And, wh- and why is that, that you're having problems counting? <laughs> because we have one non-stop orgasm. <laughs> so I can't count in between because they're not stopping. <laughs> I think that sounds like a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised you cut her slack on that. The day is still young. True enough. And what would you, Mr. Puppy? It was interesting. It was interesting seeing you uh, do your thing, although I know this is probably the beginner's course. What'd you call it? The sampler platter? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think I saw floggers. I think I saw a paddle. The violet wand, which somebody said just tickles. It does. It depends on how you use it. It tickles incredibly. It seemed like it tickled your fancy pretty well. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Watch Mrs. Puppy have her first... Semi-submissive, I'm going to let Reverend John have his way, not knowing what to expect. Everything they say about him is true. It's all lies. (laughs) It's all true. So how was your first time? You you were a little nervous on the way here. How is it afterwards? It was amazing. It was amazing. I was very scared. And like on a a scale of one to ten, like how, how submissive would you say you are? Usually? Yes. And 10 being the most submissive? Yes. A 2? <laughs> I would say like about a negative 40. <laughs> so being not a submissive person and having a submissive session with Reverend John, what would you say his skill for introducing a beginner would be? Oh, off the charts. <laughs> She's so. just saying that to get laid. <laughs> I have plans for you. <laughs> so all you ladies out there that are afraid to have a submissive session, Reverend John has the magic touch. <laughs> yes, and we also do birthdays and... Mitzvahs and <laughs> Can I sign up for my birthday now? <laughs> you offer group discounts? <laughs> <laughs> There's a group on you can get. <laughs> so what were you thinking coming up here? I was thinking I'm in trouble. 
<laughs> you wanted to be in and trouble. And I was thinking, behave. <laughs> so you don't get in trouble. That's that's not your strong suit. I was and pretty it, good. Yes, she was, except for counting and asking for permission. Basically, the one thing that I asked you to do, you failed at. <laughs> Bad puppy. Bad Other than puppy. that, it was perfect. <laughs> I didn't even bother asking Al. You, you were you were a newbie to the whole submissive thing. How, mm-hmm. how did how did you find it? Fine, fine. Tickled to it. Yeah. Everything just tickled. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not painful. I don't think it's painful. I think it feels comforting. And I didn't make you count at all. I didn't even make no. you keep count of how many orgasms you had. No, well, I was faking them all. So well, perfect. <laughs> Good Just job. stroking my ego along with my other parts. <laughs> there you go. I think the wet sheets say differently. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I lost count. <laughs> you lost count? I lost count. Ran out of fingers and toes? Yeah. <laughs> we need to like, have like a whiteboard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm serving orgasm 17. Definitely or, or, figured out that there is no end to my orgasms. <laughs> that's the thing. No yeah. end. Y'all just don't let it stop. <laughs> <laughs> is that a complaint or is that is that a is that a glowing review? That's the why you lose track. <laughs> you can't count when you have sex brain. Sex Thank brain. you. See, she backs me up. You can't. You're giving me an impossible task. Exactly. I'm going to be a failure. So you're asking me to do math. Oh God, I can't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, it is harder to do math when you're bent in half. Yeah. <laughs> you really concentrate when someone's in the back and someone's in the front, okay? Wow. <laughs> Y'all are lucky you don't get bit in the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they make those ball gags with the mm-hmm. hole in the middle for the biters. Uh, yeah. well, and you let me tie you up. How did you like the I harness? I being tied up. Yeah? Again, I don't think you want to hear why, though, because it's just very comforting and... I could just go to sleep. I don't like that. It didn't look like you were sleeping. Your eyes were screwed shut pretty tightly. But I, didn't, I wasn't hearing any snoring. I mean, it's hardest not using my hands because mm-hmm. I like to touch. That's hard for me to yeah. have my hands tied It's hard on that. So I was sneaking my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> I was sneaking my feet just a little bit up his leg. <laughs> I mean, it's like a touch. <laughs> that was when you were on the spanking bench. Yes. So how would you rate that experience globally? That was like a 10 plus plus. Because <laughs> it's comfortable at the same time that you're going through all that. You're not trying to stay in position because you can't help but be in the position. So mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier. Now, I have to say, with Reverend John coming up to play and letting him show up to the hotel first, it turns into like an adult Easter egg hunt. <laughs> every pillow you move, every blanket you pull off the bed, there is yeah. something naughty, nasty, mm-hmm. evil hiding underneath it, ready <laughs> to be used. Yep. Ready to be used. That did heighten my anxiety to come into a room full of covered lumps <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> He's like Chris Angel, if Chris Angel was yeah. kinky. <laughs> okay, and he probably is, so... <laughs> I walked in the room and I was like, I need whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Break out the fireball. <laughs> and Miss L, a little newbie, mm-hmm. how are you adjusting to the lifestyle? I think I'll be okay. Yeah? You think you like it? I think, uh, yeah, I think I'll be coming back. <laughs> yeah? 
Coming being the optimal word. I think it's the most perfect lifestyle ever for me. I don't know where it's been all my life. Yeah, like a kid in a candy <laughs> store, you? It's just good people. I really, I just love all the people I've met. Seriously. Some of them literally. <laughs> I do. I just think it's my kind of people. Open-minded, happy, fun-loving people. What was your favorite part of today? Of today? Just being invited. Just being invited. Oh, I think you have a standing invite, sweetie. <laughs> I mean, some people, when they get invited to a party, they bring a, a bottle of wine or something for the host. You give head. That's, <laughs> that'll get you invited back. I'm ready for round two. <laughs> okay. And this concludes the Bliss Breakers podcast. <laughs> This is Emily from Cassidy, and you can find me and hundreds of other sexually social swingers at Cassidy.Blissbringers.com. And that's spelled K-A-S-I-D-I-E. All right, everybody. I'm Reverend John. And I'm Mistress Cindy. And I'm Night Owl. And I'm Mrs. Puppy. It's Mr. Puppy. Well, when did we meet, Mistress Cindy? All right, so we met at Candy's Adventures. We met at Candy's Adventures. And um, you were like a puppy, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I wasn't like a puppy, but I did notice when you guys came in, knew you by reputation, but didn't know that this is who I just saw walk into the party. <laughs> what what uh, reputation did you know? Uh, well, I knew that there was this very, very naughty couple who, who brings a sack of tricks everywhere they go. Um, sack of toys. And I want to say we get, we got into lifestyle probably... Probably right around the time Coyote passed. So oh, I think it's about three years now, right? Time, yep. Yeah. So um, so when we, we kind of met some of the same friends, but we'd never been in the same place at the same time as Mr. Cindy and Reverend John. And I remember seeing you guys come into the party, and I remember... I remember watching you and I thought, okay, well, here's a beautiful woman coming into the party that I don't know. Maybe I should meet her at some point. But I really noticed how everyone reacted to you. It was like you were friends. <laughs> oh my God. You were friends with everybody. I'm afraid there. to ask. <laughs> and like everyone was like waiting to have time to speak to you. And you were no. speaking to people in like groups of two or three. And I was really impressed at like the sort of energy that was happening. It was like when you spoke to somebody, you were like completely open, completely engaged. Like the dial was turned up to 10. And I watched other people watching you, waiting for their turn no. to speak to you. Are I you really talking did. about me? Absolutely. <laughs> and I thought, wow, like look, like, look at this woman. Like I, I need to meet this woman. Right. And then you know, I saw Reverend John walking around doing his thing. And I thought, what wow. was his thing? Well, I mean, I thought, look at this guy in the leather pants. Like those are really cool pants. Obviously. Oh, you were looking at his pants. I thought, well, obviously they don't <laughs> sell. Mrs. Puppy. I was looking at you with a woman laid out across the coffee table. You were zapping her, and there was this crowd around her, and I said, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then you said, It's your turn next, and I said, No. I think she ran from him, but I thought, yeah, this, you guys, you guys both had very steampunk-ish outfits on that I thought was kind of cool. And like I said, I was waiting for my time to go meet you because you seem very dynamic and I liked your energy and I saw everyone was, was speaking to you and I thought, this is a person who, who definitely knows how to make friends and I have to meet her. But I, I did not notice 
what you were holding until I got very close to you. And then I saw this beautiful flogger, like very high quality, very nice looking flogger. And I made a comment about it. And you very quickly offered to show me how it was used. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Yes. And, that. and of course, being sort of new to the scene as far as the kink world goes, I was like, oh, yeah, well, can I, can I hold it? And I thought, okay, she, she evidently <laughs> likes floggers. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. This is my end of the flogger. This is <laughs> your end of the flogger. At which point, I think I had the Mrs. Puppy reaction, which was, oh, my God, what did I stumble into? <laughs> Um, he didn't say no. Um, I remember no, saying, I'd I like to see that. And I, I still haven't got to see I that. I do believe you did say that, uh, which scared me even more. Um, <laughs> and then it wasn't until you guys were leaving and I saw this giant rucksack of who knows what was in that I thing. thought you were going to say something else. Well. <laughs> we're back, we're see going, that that night. We're going back to we the leather pants. Wherever night. you bought those pants... Call them back and see if they carry your size because those things hide nothing. <laughs> and the stories are true, ladies, if you've listened to the podcast. I'm just saying uh, you're not going to mistake what's going on. If you're a size queen, uh, you can some, apply. Oh, my goodness. But then Reverend John hands me a card, which I thought, okay, this is very cool. And it says Blissbringers on it. And, well, I've never heard of Blissbringers before. But I am the fan of some naughty podcasts, which I happen I to mention. I remember this. And Mistress Sin let me know that she was sort of featured on one of these podcasts or a story directly about her where a podcaster came I into San Francisco. I didn't tell you about that. He did. Yeah. Uh, no, you told me that very was, directly, oh, that was me. Uh, that was cool. That was because someone was talking about the story and I said that was me. Yes, but I, I said I, I talked about the I talked about the Cooper story, yep. and then you were like, "Oh, that was me," and like a light switch went off, and I was like, "Well, shoot! I mean, if if Cooper let her work the flogger, that might not be <laughs> like maybe it suddenly became a maybe versus a hell no." I was like, you know, this is this is very cool. So I, I rushed home and and downloaded all of the Blissbringer podcasts. And <laughs> I learned quite a bit about you two, or at least I thought I learned quite a bit about you two. Um, Mr. Puppy's name fits him very well. Yes, I will. Get the toy. Get the toy. Come <laughs> on, Mr. Puppy. Fetch. Get it, get it, get it. Good boy. So I started flirting with the mistress, which was um, which was a unique experience. And this, this brings me to you, which is, uh, I don't know how many nicknames you have, but you gave me the Mr. Puppy nickname. And I do believe I started calling you the Enigma because you are one puzzling woman. Very dynamic, very, very interesting, just a wonderful friend and a wonderful person. But, oh my God, you are confusing. <laughs> Aren't all women? All women are, but you've sort of per perfected the art. You make a Rubik's Cube look simple. We'll just put it this way. But you, but you were very clear that, that that um you weren't really into playing that much, which confused me because I thought here's this beautiful woman that I meet sexually playing. Sexually playing. And uh and here's a beautiful woman that I met at a at a swinger event. I'm always looking for BDSM kink partners. Who, who offered to um flog me <laughs> before she even asked my name. And I was checking out the broad shoulders. Whoa, oh, thank you. Thank he's you. He's got what I'm looking for. She's like, Yeah, look at him. He's so big, I could break him. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe you like a challenge. I do. Um, but then you were very, very clear that, that you weren't really that much into the swing scene. So 
which actually was cool because it started a a broader conversation and a, and a and a deepening of the friendship and connection. But then imagine my surprise when I suddenly hear about Mr. Night Owl, who has somehow <laughs> tickled the lock on the Enigma over here and 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 solved he's, the Rubik's he's blushing. cube. Blushing. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? What happened? How? How did this? How did this connection happen, Zin? Yeah, tell us the story, Zin. <laughs> you know the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, now look who's blushing. I've never seen this side of you. Am I wearing red? Can I blame it on the red? It's getting warm in here. <laughs> um, massage. He's my massage therapist. Back rubs do lead to front rubs. It's the technique. It's also the confidence in the individual, but it's also, he's a talker. Jesus, he talks, but he's great. He's a storyteller. Here Mr. Puppy. silent too, right? Well. <laughs> he's a little bit like you. His stories aren't as long, I will admit. He can breathe. I haven't noticed you I taking it. the girls a- liked them long. <laughs> I, you know, I think it was when I started to think, God, you know, this guy is a cool guy. I'm got some single girlfriends. I might have to check it out and see. Are you married? No. Are you single? Well, kind of. It's complicated was his answer. And then from there, I got to uh, get to know him a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked if he dated clients. And the answer was... Absolutely not. And I asked, has he ever given happy endings on his table? Because I'm thinking, fuck, why not? And your answer was? Definitely not. And the game was on. And the game was on. (laughs) It's like, oh, a challenge. (laughs) I do remember for several months um, you you telling me, either in person or on text, that you were enjoying sort of torturing and tormenting your massage therapist. Oh, is that what you call it? (laughs) That's... I want to shock him. <laughs> I want to uh, surprise him. I'm having fun teasing him. I like playing with the vanillas and and shocking them with stories. Um, he wasn't shockable though. Well, I tried everything. Again. Here's the thing: is that I started leading on about the whole BDSM and his terminology flowed right in. He, I'm like, uh, he's part of the community. Um, yeah, I go onto the sites. He's like, yeah, Fed Life. I'm like, oh shit, he knows that site. <laughs> I like to play with toys. Yeah, I've got some toys. You know, I went to, where was your favorite leather outlet? Leatherman? Leathermasters. Leathermasters. I'm like, we know that place. Stock room. Yep, we know them too. So this great massage therapist had a kinky side to him. A kinky side, and he he told you no. He set the hook. He didn't even know he was setting the hook. I, I did. On several net. occasions, it's the net. I said Correction, no. it's the net. The net. Not the hook. The so net. You, you, made, you made yourself a challenge. Apparently, without even knowing Which, it. And is that appealing to you, If uh, to be faced with a challenge like that? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of it until I met Night Owl. And that's when I started realizing a couple of things about myself. Unbeknownst to myself, I love the hunt. You know, when... You know, one of the things I I was not turned on about going to swingers parties is that men would approach me and I would go into these anxiety attacks and immediately the word, nope, I'm not going to play. I I don't know you. Nope, nope, I don't want to play. But when people take the time and get to know me and I get to know them and I become more comfortable and it just takes a little bit more to work for their attention, I love the game. I mean, I'm happily married, so why not enjoy the hunt? 
Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because I started noticing that. I mean, of course, you know, I didn't know you the first night we met, but then I've seen you at several other events and, and I sort of got to see firsthand. And it, it was, it was a little confusing to me because I'm like, here's this woman who's got this sexy podcast and talks about these incredibly sexy things. And, you know, when I went back and listened to the anthology of Blissbringers, there's a lot of talk about playing and there's a lot of talk about being on a boat and there's, uh, we're on a and, boat, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think the first one I listened to, it might have been in a hot tub where there was maybe a little bit of action at the end. I think it was just the two of you, but still, it was a pretty okay. sexy podcast. <laughs> and, you know, then I saw you at these parties and with people that, well, I, I realized afterwards that you had long-standing, close friendships with. You were so very open and comfortable and powerful. But then I did see you have, I, mean, I didn't really recognize it as anxiety, but you weren't really that into anyone approaching you or trying to make time with you, which would be great if you wore a bag over your head or something, but <laughs> you can't show up to a party looking the way you look and not expect a gentleman to walk up and, and, and ask you your name. Or I mean, you know, oh, maybe I not. I would tell my name, but it's when the men would walk up and say, you want to play? Uh, no. See, I don't think I saw anyone get that aggressive with you, but I mean, I think any level of, hey, that energy, like I'm interested in, and maybe I want to see if you're interested at the same time, you would really, really close down, which was, like I said, it was, it was a little complicated and confusing to me because, you know, I'm seeing this woman who's simultaneously so very open about so many things, yet very, very guarded and closed in, in other ways. So when I started hearing about Mr. Night Owl, the massage therapist, I was like, man, we got to peel this onion a little bit. Like what, what happened here? And as soon as she told me that, uh, that, that the, the massage table was sacred and he doesn't date clients, like I could see it. It was a, the carrot was dangled. Yeah, there was a carrot, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a story from your end. Ah, from my end. Well, comes in as a client, as you know, any one of dozens, I think hundreds that I have. Truth be told, and I mean, yes, I look at her. I noticed immediately, right? <laughs> yeah, how, how, how do you overlook? How do you not? How do you not? Right, ladies, when you're wondering if the massage therapist is checking you out, they are. He is. He is. Okay. But, you know, we, we stay professional. You were. Ish. Professional. Oh, he was very professional. That's what I liked about it. His energy was strictly business. Mm -hmm. There was no, yeah. Yeah, no, until she corrected me. There was no, hey, mama, or hey, you want to get a drink? Nothing. Even my emails. Now, I was able to get his email address out of him. His emails are professional. He kept it professional for a little while. For, a for, for quite a while, thank you very much. Okay. Even after somebody sent me a text saying, by the way, just so you know, in case you missed it, I'm flirting with you. Okay. <laughs> Actually had to have that. You put the sin in Cindy, don't you? I do. I had to. <laughs> it was actually very direct of you. It was more direct. I had to play direct with him. Well, I, I'm not too terribly good at catching subtle hints. Even obvious ones, I obviously I don't catch them. I was going in for the kill. She was. <laughs> Full but, hunter mode. I didn't even know tiggers were, were uh, predatory. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, to be fair, in truth, as a massage therapist, you do occasionally get somebody who decides that they're going to hit on you, that whatever, and you you learn to deal with that. But the truth is, here was somebody I was getting to know. Like she said, I was talkative while she was in the room, right? They told I kind of want to talk to her, too. He's just talkative. Yeah, sure. Let the guy continue. <laughs> okay. And I wanted to talk to her as well. And I just was starting to get to know her. And like you said, she does have this energy to her, this light, if you want to call it that. And I, I end the session. I know she's feeling better, but in a lot of ways, so am I. 
right? And this is a great thing. And so kind of want to keep this conversation going. And then when the conversation started happening outside of the massage environment, I went, you know, I'm good with this. I can keep going with this. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, honestly, is what I thought at first. Little did I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, you're right. You know, I, I hear your description of her when, when she walks in the room and it's it bang on. Absolutely bang on. I don't see that. Because you it's don't you. See it on yourself. You don't see it in yourself, but I'm telling you, it is absolutely there. People, She's people a social react. butterfly. Yeah, people okay. react to you. Like I said, I can see it was like almost like you were holding court. And when and when you were actually engaged <laughs> with somebody or a group of people, they were small groups, two or three at a time, they had all of your attention. Like I said, the, the dial was turned up to ten. You could just tell like that this is somebody who relates to other human beings in a very powerful way. Absolutely. Wow. And then to watch you get nervous is like it's like wow, it's like, this is a this is a strange <laughs> other side of this same coin here, right? When the Mr. Massage had been picked and started to be selected. hunted, selected. Hunted. There was no time where you volunteered as tribute, right? Like you, you had nope. no idea you had been selected. No, I had no idea at all. Yeah. Reverend John and I, I talked to him about him. One thing about Night Owl, he gives the best massages and the excruciating, painful <laughs> massages. I mean, he works out little knots that you don't even realize you have until he gets his fingers on you. But it was good. It was really good. And when I would go home and tell Reverend John all about it, I'm like, man, I get out of there and it's good. It's a great massage. So I said, I think I'm going to go after this guy, but I want you to check him out. So Reverend John and I invited him out for dinner. Just to scope it out like a month before I went in for Did the Did you hunt. know you were being scoped out at the I time? I had no idea. I, I really, I seriously had no idea. None? None. That's good. I, you know that whole don't catch hints thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we weren't really flirting. We did not flirt. We went this to is, dinner. It was purely just chill. In fact, I think true. he was on the phone texting your wife while we were at the table. And I'm like, dude, really? Put your phone down. He's like, it's Miss Puppy. <laughs> puppy needs a scratch. Yeah. Actually, yeah. No, that's true. He was. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I do remember. But, but there was there was at some point, and like I said, and, and texting to you and talking with you, I, I knew that you were enjoying this little, hey, I'm going to say something to shock him. I'm going to give him a little piece of some adventure we just had. You, know, you, you were having fun sort of uh, pushing on his boundaries while he's in the in the massage room, right? What, what did you say? It was a, a sacred place? Well, it has to be before you desecrate it, right? I mean, you have to search those sacred places that out. That happened. <laughs> that happened. Beautiful. Um <laughs> But it wasn't until Reverend John showed up to a, a party without you and, and like, well, where's Mr. Cindy? And he's, she's on a date. And I was like, Oh wow, this is like, I knew she was getting massaged earlier, but she's, she's on a, she's on a date. And that's when maybe I wasn't picking up clues because I knew she was enjoying <laughs> tormenting you a little bit, but I, I didn't know that sushi. You sushi. decided to, uh, pursue in a, in a very real way, in a, in a very playtime sort of way. We so went to the date. <laughs> uh, it was after, call it the desecration, if you will, okay? <laughs> of somebody deciding she was going to make her move. I got to admit, I made it easier. Very easy. I, I made it easier. That neck massage, his head was right above uh, mine. That yeah, was it. I, I, I did kind of move in, gave her the, the opening, the chance, if you will. Um, did you feel the energy? Like, I, was I sending the signals? Yeah, actually. Admittedly, there was this part of me going, I kind of want to see at this point. Was was it timid or was it more like a Sharknado? <laughs> this one? Are you kidding? There's no timid here. <laughs> There's absolutely no timid here. 
So tell us exactly what happened in every dirty deal. In you the know, studio? I will be perfectly honest with you. So much of my mind was in shock at that point <laughs> as to what was going on that I can't give you exacting details. I can give you images. I can give you an idea of how amazing she looked, particularly in the I low light. I was naked. She was naked. <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing here is there was no blindfolds at this point. No, there was no blindfolds okay. at this point. Okay. Uh, in fact, I tell you what. We actually – when did we come up with the five-date rule? I don't even remember when we came up with that. Probably that night. I think probably, yeah. <laughs> so we actually came up with a five-date rule. Nothing was going to happen above and beyond a little lot of kissing. And making out. Yeah. But the making out. No. 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 Actually, no. Not until we went at least five dates. Okay. Now, I figured they would be five actual dates, like dinner out to sushi and whatnot. No, somebody decided that dates needed to be accelerated. Listen, four-hour texting sessions, that is considered a date, a date, don't you think? I mean, four fucking hours. Well, wait a minute. You're rewriting the rules here because, I mean, there's a long-standing third date. It's time for yeah. play. You know, this yeah. is we've known this since we were teenagers, right? Whatever. So now a virtual date counts? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I got some phone I mean, calls to make. The generation now. I have some serious phone calls to make right now. <laughs> she, she was coming up with every excuse for making something date. Oh, we were on, we were texting for four hours. That counts. Wow. She was the one who was actually <laughs> rushing it through, and I was the one Forever pulling John, back on okay? going, no, let's slow this down. Um, I'm like, hell no, we're closing this deal. You cannot slow a tsunami. <laughs> no, It's I, not happening. I, you know what? I will admit that I didn't want to slow it down either. And that's exactly why I was doing it. It was, it was, I, this is an amazing woman. I want to get, take the time to get to know, right? Obviously learning to know her on a new level. Let me learn that level first. Let me, let me really get to enjoy that and the amazing person that she is. So that's why I could kind of pull them back on the reins on the speed, you know, didn't work too terribly well, but. (laughs) I tried. I did try. And you already knew how to massage like 80% of her, right? So there was only a, <laughs> you just needed to boldly go where you had not gone before. <laughs> Pretty much. That is true. Pretty that much. True. Yeah. And your lost date was when we guys had Yeah, yes. that was an unusual one. <laughs> yes. Uh, Reverend, Reverend John. Uh, well, actually, I believe it was Mistress Cindy came up with this idea, you know, Mr. Puppy, why don't, why don't you borrow Reverend John and, you know, Mrs. Puppy seems to be quite interested in maybe having a little kind bit of, of, little bit dude, of, key, little talking bit of about key marathon text, this woman, he they, says he doesn't chit chat when I met him. Yeah. Oh, he it's said, true. I don't chit chat with anybody. He does said, not. Well, how do you ever find out anything about anybody if you don't chit chat and talk and you know, how do you build that connection if you don't ever chit Reverend John doesn't build connections. <laughs> You're blushing again. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Him, and, him and Mrs. Puppy kind of kind of built an, an understanding. It might have been the it might have been the hey, I'm not into kink and hey, I'm not into into playing sub dom stuff. But then maybe I'm a little interested. Maybe maybe uh, maybe that would, maybe he's got the same trigger you have. I was just gonna say it's all about the hunt, baby. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like it's I, using the force. Uh, Reverend John and I run in a wolf pack. Yes, he's a great wingman. He is an excellent. Wingman. <laughs> he is the best. But I'm wondering, okay, why you know not not that you hadn't offered um, the Reverend's services before because you did, which was mostly I <laughs> believe, which I mostly was I believe you saying. 
saying, I'm not interested, fuck off, but you can play with Reverend John, <laughs> which, okay, I still appreciate it, right? But it was like, you know, go away, puppy, right? Go, chase the ball, puppy. Go chase the ball. But then it came out pretty quickly that, that you were trying to sort of uh, arrange a simulcast, let's say, a date for your dear hubby while you were going to go out and... Uh, he was already talking about perhaps, doing a date with you guys. Perhaps seal the yeah. deal with Mr. Massage over here. That was already in the works, too. Yeah. I was going to close it on Labor's Day. That was it. it Monday was, was going to be it. It was. It had been chosen. So what all did you do? So somebody made the decision already, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough teasing and texting. Let's just get to the... Let's check this Ferrari out. Hmm. I do believe that, that that morning I might have texted you and said, okay, everything's cool and you got your date set up. We're all good, right? And you said yes. And I was like, so let me ask you just a, just one quick question. Did you shave your legs? And when she said yes, I was like, okay, he's going to have a good evening. I mean, with all the renovations. Funny, I had to check on. when you asked that. <laughs> okay. So what, what, what was the date like? You describe it because you planned it. Oh, it well, it sounded like you planned it, really. Oh, I mean, no. He had one My idea. Plan was Sunday night. <laughs> was it? Okay. Let's see. It was a day out. Sutro Baths, the area, for some reason, somebody who's been here as long as she has, has never seen Sutro so Baths. Hiking. Have you guys so been hiking. San Francisco, Sutro, the old Sutro Baths? No. Oh. No, when I, when I hear San Francisco and bathhouses, I, I, I go the other direction. It's the old one that used to be on the cliffs. It's no longer there, but you can see the foundations and there's caves. Really? I know. I had never been out there either. So we went hiking. We'll just say we went hiking. So you desecrated highway. caves also. Is that what you're telling me? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one honest person and one not so honest person. Well, semi-desecrate. It was a little kiss and grope. Little kiss and grope. Okay, and grope. next. Little slap, and, <laughs> little slap and tickle in the cave. Okay, I get it. There was too many people. You, was it the cave of wonders? Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of waves, and it was wet. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. No, we went hiking. This was it. This and was we went Monday. On the beach, long walks on the beach, type yeah. of a thing. Only yeah. that we ended up with soaking wet legs from the waves. Is that is that the key, Mr. Cindy? Likes long walks on the beach. No caves and ball games. No really? water. water. It's the water. It's the water. It's the water. I love the water. Yeah, we did spend quite a bit of time just yeah walking along the beach, the water. And what are you thinking at this point? You're thinking this is just a nice day out with this very interesting oh, client. I no, had other plans. Actually, not at that point. I'll be perfectly honest with you. At that oh, point, no, you, you shaved you your didn't legs have too. A room. Oh, I had a room. Don't kid yourself. I had a room. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Tell I, us about that room. It wasn't just plan. a room. No, it was the room that I originally got was a room. Okay. Mm. Being an elite status member gets you upgrades to a suite. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. No, at that point, while we're on the beach, I'll get there. I will. <laughs> but at that point, while we're on the beach, no, I'm thinking to myself, I'm just really enjoying the company of this woman. That's what I'm doing. Now, yes, was there a part of me that was hoping later that night we were going to test a box spring? You bet. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't know that that was a foregone conclusion. You didn't, I had know, no idea. you didn't know she was green lighting you already. I had no idea. I genuinely had no idea at that point. Hmm, enigma. It seems to stick. <laughs> But we were, we enjoyed ourselves. We went out, uh, down to Moss Beach for lunch. Oh, what did she have for lunch? Oysters. <laughs> oysters. And raw oysters. And, and something. I, be honest with you, I don't remember what a I had. Salad. For See, I've, I found this as a, as a good indicator for, for those of you newbies out there, uh, tuning into Bliss Bringers. 
if you take the lady out and she eats very lightly, that's because nobody likes to play on a full tummy. <laughs> I five. So, so, so if there's a, can you wrap this up to go? I think I'll eat it later. That is a Wait, very who, good sign. Who all ordered a salad? <laughs> okay, tonight. I to believe there was fair. a couple of salads tonight. See, to be fair, she did order light, but she also ordered the garlic bread. So it was mixed signals. Again, complicated woman. Yeah. <laughs> That that is a, the swingers don't worry about garlic. <laughs> if, if swingers or whoever your partner is eats with you, it's all good. But it was still heavy, cheesy bread garlic. Did you have a problem? No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Well, she does kind of like torturing men, so, so kind of. So, but, there, but there was that that little uh, light meal. Okay, garlic bread. Hmm. Little confusion there. Oh my god, they had the best cheesy it garlic was bread. Really good garlic bread, but it was still, you know, kind of a mixed signal. Whatever. So it's just going to be an entire day of decadence for you, huh? You he said just it was break- very romantic, but I brought my toys. Let's get to the toys because, <laughs> from what I understand, Mr. Night Owl, um, all, sort of already versed in kink, but a bit. bit of a top, a dom that you're, you're sort of the, the alpha, the, the lead, which is, Actually, Mistress Sin's bag. That's my area. So I'm actually, and and we haven't even actually talked about this with with you and Reverend John, but I mean, it's, I I can understand like a a top and a bottom being a a pair, but but two tops, how does that work? And like, do you guys like arm wrestle for who gets the, which end of the toy? Like what's, how does this go? We, we made an agreement on what it is that we would, uh, that we would do. She would get the chance to show me some of the stuff that she did. I'd get the chance to show her. Mm, very nice. yeah. So it was a switcheroo. So it was a switcheroo. It was. Well, look at you two. It was fucking hot. <laughs> so what? So what? What toys came out? I am so interested. Um, the floggers, of course, my favorite. By the way, before she left, we had to have a discussion <laughs> who gets to take what toy on their date. So here's the problem with having two doms in the family: his and hers. We need to separate the toys. We cannot cohabitate those toys because we found ourselves going. Wait a minute, but I want that one. No, no, you played with it last weekend. I get it this weekend. I'm guessing you win most of those arguments. No, <laughs> no, no. He's like, no, I wanted to show Mrs. Puppy. I had this plan with Mrs. Puppy. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh. Having to fill the wine. Intermission time. We're having wine. Make sure to subscribe and vote for us. That's right. Don't forget to go out to iTunes and vote for the show. Can you hear the wine? That is not Reverend John peeing. That's the wine. Stick to that story. Here goes the other listener that we have. Oh, wait a minute. They might be into water sports. <laughs> Hello, this is Bob from Couples Cruise, the leader in adults-only clothing-optional cruises. You are listening to Bliss Bringers. For more information on our cruises, go to blissbringers.com slash cruise. See you there. Anyhow, toys. Okay, so toys. So the flogger. Now, was it was it a single flogger, or did you do that really neat two-handed little weave thing that I've seen you do? Florentine. Florentine. There you go, Florentine. Just a little teeny bit. Just a little teeny bit. Just a teeny bit. Not that much. There's there's kind of sort of a beautiful rhythm to that. Like it's it's actually kind of hypnotizing to watch. I. I think I've watched you do that maybe just in the air. I don't think you were actually flogging anybody. I, I think you too were... many volunteers in the swingers. Maybe because you're fucking scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, like actually sort of terrifying. Oh, Mr. Puppy, will you let me flog you tonight? 
<laughs> Mrs. Puppy's excited. I think her little kitty she, just goes meow. Get pictures. <laughs> no, there's pictures. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> She's begging. How could oh, you turn goodness. that cute, adorable face? Come on, don't turn it down. I told him. I said, if you want to be a good dom, you have experiences. That's so true. That's true. That's true. See. That's uh, the You're old-fashioned go, like, old oh old protocol was you had to do it. I never see this. <laughs> There's three of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to draw the line. Okay, just so you. this is where you edit and in the, the record White. scratch. <laughs> <laughs> three doms at this table and Vanna White, Mrs. Puppy. She'll go, my husband. You know... I don't think Oprah deals with this when she's doing <laughs> interviews. I really don't. Jerry Springer, maybe. <laughs> so we so can... So Florentine came out. Let's, yes, Florentine. We'll get <laughs> let's, let's get this back on track. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing is, uh, without drinking, without any type of... Any type of recreational drugs or anything. Are you my, I am absolutely yeah. cannabis friendly, but it was not being used. Yeah, my head was spinning. It was spinning. Did you get to go first? Did you let her go first? I let her go first. Yeah. What a gentleman. That was how. Have I you got, ever bought them like that before? Yeah. Have you ever let a, a lady do that sort of thing to you? No. Never. How was the experience? Oh, how did I dress? Oh my God. Uh, hot. <laughs> very, very hot. Fishnets, black and red dress. High heels. Oof. This phrase comes to mind. A picture's worth a thousand words. Just saying. Yeah, there were there were no pictures taken. Frankly, I surprised I could even concentrate. How I was put it? a mask it was, on you. Yeah, she did. She put a mask on me. So I have no idea what it was doing. It was actually so working. I could I could you. feel, but I couldn't couldn't see. What was it? it was actually me doing Yeah. <laughs> Reverend John, shh. You do have softer hands. Now you're gonna have to change your profile preferences on Fet Life. Yeah, I'm sorry. There you go. So this is the first time you've let a woman sort of take that top role with you. Ever. And yeah. any anxiety about that? Any anything that you that you found was difficult? It wasn't difficult actually uh to to accept what was being done. My mind doesn't go into that space. So I was experiencing the sensation of it all, but I wasn't actually going into I wasn't going into that subspace at all, okay? I was just kind of experiencing going, okay, this is interesting, this is kind of cool. I can see where this would be enjoyable. I, I love the fact that she's getting into it because I can tell she's getting into it. I can tell that she's really enjoying herself and I'm feeding off of that more than anything else. And how was I enjoying it? I could hear you. I could hear the changes in your breathing. She changed rhythm. I could, you just, you get that sense from her and how she's playing. I mean, you, you spend enough time with folks who do this, you can kind of tell when they're enjoying themselves, even without seeing. Now, Mr. Cindy, were you, you were obviously enjoying this. Uh, were you just intending to give him sensations you weren't trying to put him into subspace you were i didn't even think about subspace you were just doing your thing huh yeah. you're just like fresh meat and let me go to work <laughs> no it was no actually for me bdsm kink is my way of sharing an intimate moment but there's this uh, exchange of it, it goes to a new level if i can find the right person i can experience intimacy and pleasure with a submissive or someone that's playing bottom for me, my partner. I can, I can go into top space, but it's for me, it's just, um, like some people want to make love. I, ugh, just that thought, <laughs> it just makes me want to Ralph. For me, making love is the exchange and the sharing of my energy. 
and it literally just there's a connection. So is there so was there a piece of this like first he was the forbidden fruit, right? We talked about that earlier. Set the hook on you, but there's also a bit of I I, I believe that for tops or for for the dom side, there's a bit of I, I want to teach you something. I want to show you something. I want to mentor you somewhere. I want to give you something that you've not had before. Was it was it a you mean it, a showing off thing? Not not a showing off more, but like was was it appealing that he had never let somebody do it, but he was going to let you. He was going to choose to experience this with you and let you take him on this little guided tour. Uh, there was maybe that feeling until we made out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first. Make out session. Everything went off. All my bells went off. Everything went off. It was a fire alarm. It was just so yummy. It was not just his kissing. It was a touching. It was, it was electrifying. It was intoxicating. And it just got better and better. But the, but the kissing bit came well before this, this little date you guys had. Oh yeah. So you mean the, what, the hotel date? The hotel date. Yeah. Yeah. But you still wanted to bring the toys and go there. It wasn't like, hey, I yeah. just want to play with this man. You you guys wanted to bring me, kink into it. it. I need it. It was a sharing. I mean, you're, yeah. that's exactly right. It was a it was a sharing of something that is important to us. It is part of our our lives, our our makeup. It's no different than the sharing you may have when you say, oh, I like to be nuzzled in this particular place, or I like to do, you know, be intimate in the shower, if you like, whatever it is, whatever preference you have. This is just part of our, our makeup. And so, yeah, it is definitely an sharing. And you were able to enjoy that flip side of letting her get her enjoyment by doing the things. Quick. Specifically because of that, though. Specifically because of that. If she had simply said, hey, you know, I just want to go ahead and hit you with flogger, tough, right? Wouldn't going to happen. But being something that is a part of her... Yeah, really. I sense that pretty but, soon she's going to say, I just want to hit you with a flogger. But being something that's a part of her... You just said the hook again. You have no idea. Oh, no. I, I know this time. Painted yourself into a corner, brother. Yeah. No, no, no. And But knowing that it, it is something that is a, a part of her and something that she doesn't want to share, then absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to experience it from that end. You bet. So other than floggers, did any other implements of destruction, uh, were they wielded? We went into sensation play. Well, you put, you had two, at least two. It was a flogger and a lollipop. Lollipop, yeah. I had pulled out the lollipops. Mm -hmm. I had multiple floggers. Yep. What else? I, I just I remember. No I just I remember the I know, I exactly. See the electricity between them just talking yeah. about it, like the sparks are starting to fly off. I'm like, you guys need a room. Going back in the sex brain. He has a thing about sensation play. So we eventually switch places, and he has chain, like a chain link, and it was frozen. He had it in the ice box. So we switch places. I put on the eye mask and he did some awesome things on my back with it, not only his tongue, but with the chain. And there was a point where my brain thought he was pouring water, but it was the chain. It was going down my spine. It was on the lower back and it was, it, I, I couldn't just lay still. It just sent these sensations throughout my entire body. And he wasn't touching any vaginal areas. It didn't need to. All of the it listeners was... need a sex break right now. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so fucking wet and just wanting more and more and more. It was almost like playing orgasm denial for me. It was just, I wanted to fuck. I really wanted to fuck. But on the other side of it, I was enjoying this tease. It was something I'd never felt at this level. 
it was just explosive. Now, do you do you find it easy to switch, or do you, do you switch on a on this a is the first time? Basis? This is the first time. It's the first time. Really? Yeah. And how did and you obviously enjoyed the uh, fucking rocks my world, <laughs> right? Really? It was it was awesome. So, so uh, Reverend John and I, I have actually we had these discussions over the couple of years, and I would say, oh, you know, I I think I would kind of try to, I'd like to try this. You know, I see what you're doing with these girls, and I think I would like that. There's something in me that always wanted to switch. I couldn't find that partner that would click. I love my life with Reverend John. I love sex with him. I love fucking him, but we couldn't get into that rhythm. He didn't feel comfortable. He didn't know how to take that approach. He didn't know how to be Dom. Not that he's submissive, but I think in our relationship, because of my temperament, he just doesn't necessarily feel comfortable with it. I'd be afraid of you too. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid of her now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. We, we got a winner. That's the truth. Do you think the experience will impact the way you top somebody? Were you taking notes? Were you thinking, oh, this is this is a technique I need to work into? Oh, I'm going to use that play. chain. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to show you how. So it's, Dom, Dom Depot's okay. getting... Oh, yeah. Can we talk about it tonight? <laughs> Dom Depot's getting another visit. You got to go to the chain aisle? Yeah. Perfect. We oh, have chain. Put it in the freezer, babe. <laughs> so... Yes, I enjoyed being that switch. I I wouldn't go out looking for just random people. Like when we're at parties and women walk up, even men, and they offer themselves to us because they want to be submissive, I won't do that. That's not me. It's purely just a connection. Just it was a it's a connection. It's a fucking hot connection. <laughs> the sex was hot too. You know. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the sex no. part. So far, you guys are just uh, uh, foreplaying with all your little devices and implements. And I, I would argue that it wasn't actually foreplay. That that actually is when it started. Okay, we went from the sensation play pretty much right into the sex. But as far as I'm concerned, both the flogging and the sensation play were both part of the sex. A different type, sure, but... You know. No missionary style. No? No. No. Didn't those missionaries flog? Yeah. Mostly themselves. Yes. Different kind of missionary style. Mostly themselves. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But, no, the sensation play was definitely fun. It was It was amazing watching her move, her reactions to it. Were just incredible. Well, I'll shoot you the same uh, the same question. Did you find anything that she did to you while you were uh, submitting to her that you would think that that would sharpen up your topping skills or something you would add to your your bag of tricks? Hmm, that's a very good question. I don't honestly know. I haven't spent any time thinking about that. Whenever I think back to the evening, I go back to very happy thoughts and memories, and I never think of that. What do you mean? It wouldn't be a happy thought? <laughs> <laughs> you give me a lot of happy thoughts. Puppy taking off <laughs> She's like, put that in the freezer. Puppy's getting ready. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. oh, I'm kidding. Hey. Oh, she's not. No, she's not. Girl, it was yummy. It was yummy. I think we could. I think at some point there definitely is something I could learn from her as far as something to add to my repertoire. You better believe it. it I'll be perfectly honest with you. First, this kind of did scare the hell out of me. <laughs> what is wrong with you men? It's it's not... You're big it, boys. I think it's a pattern. No. <laughs> what what scared me, though, wasn't her per se. She doesn't frighten me, believe it or not, that way. You are. Yeah, yeah. Odd in some ways. What frightened me was the amount of... I, I don't want to say the experience because that makes it sound wrong, but the absolute confidence she had in 
the experience that she had. Okay. And just thinking to myself, I just wanted the cock. Yeah, I'm a little out of. I honestly thought it's to myself so at one point, that. "Yeah, I, I'm out of my league." Right? You I did. did. Yeah, I did for a little while there. I thought you to myself, did that very well. Well, uh, yeah, but I did for a long time there. I thought, "Oh God, I am so out." You know that that doesn't surprise me. Like, there's an intensity to Mistress Cindy that. Yeah, she can very easily put somebody off of their confidence, make you wonder which direction is up. Funny thing is, though, it wasn't her. So there was nothing about her that scared me in any way. That's what the witches all want you okay. to do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it was just her overall experience. You know, what she, what is she going to bring to the table versus what I bring to the table? And I'm thinking to myself, i out everything because, you know. Yeah, he's got everything. Size queen over here. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I just want to add, sitting here watching and listening and... Your connection together, and then to see that your connection over here with the sparks, but your connection never breaks with Reverend John. I can see that, that it's just a flow. And I can see that he's generally pleased with your story and happy for you. And I think it's just a lovely thing. And people can't see that with what we're saying, but you can really see all the electricity. You can feel the electricity in here. Holy moly, I'm sweating. (laughs) (laughs) So Reverend John says he has compersion. And for the listeners that don't understand that, it's basically feeling happy, being happy to see your partner being satisfied and pleasured, even if that partner is going in another level that perhaps we can't give our significant other, but it's the happiness that we feel that we're part of it. We're helping our partner get to that next level. I would never have thought I could be in a poly relationship. We have quite a few friends that are poly. In the BDSM kink, it's very common to be poly. The swingers, you know, there's many of them that are dabbling in it by having relationships with whether it be couples or unicorns or stud muffins. But I never would have considered myself being in a poly relationship. I thought it was going to be Reverend John that would ask to have another partner. And it was me that fell into it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about all this? Oh, dear. This is it's a brand new podcast right there if you want to go that way. Let yeah, I think, I think we just had a subject switch there. That's- yeah, that that would be – that's an hour or two conversation right there if you do that. It's – it's interesting. It really is. You know, at one point I did think about, well, this is, you know, in, in, a, in a regular relationship, you've got, you've got to think about person one, person two, and the relationship itself. There's three. You get this dynamic going, and now you've got seven. One relationship between the two of them, between myself and each of them, and then the three of us together. It, it becomes much more complicated very quickly. We uh, have rules. We have rules. And, and I will say that the two, most important things, rules set up ahead of time, and then communication. I know that whatever I say is going to be communicated all the way around, and I know that it's going to work the same way back. Okay, There's absolutely nothing hidden. There's any concerns that are brought up by one are going to be known by everybody, and that is critically important because the last thing you want to do is sow any kind of seed of mistrust because once you start going down that road, basically screwed. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, this is a whole other level of complication. Oh my goodness. Thinking about how far we've all come in just a little over a year, because I remember talking to you about this and you said, Hey, (laughs) you have a lot of energy. I just want to let you know, you know, we're not into the poly thing. I said, I'm not into the poly thing either. I'm just this way. This is me. I'm nice. I have a lot of energy to give people. I like to connect with people. She's like, I'm just letting you know, (laughs) I'll do the poly thing. And I was like, Oh, I'm not trying to do the poly thing either. (laughs) Mine in the sand. (laughs) We're not poly. Don't think we are. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was back in the day when you guys were playing with couples. 
Like yes. you need, you were looking for other couples to connect so mm-hmm. you could have, you know, exchanging of partners mm-hmm. and a mutual exchange. And Reverend John and I have been doing this for eight years and it just didn't work for us. And I was thinking, oh, these puppies have got a long ways to go. <laughs> you guys have surpassed us when it comes to these parties. I mean, you guys have a great community, a mm-hmm. strong community. Mm-hmm. It's a good tip for people that are venturing into the alternative lifestyle, whether it be BDSM kink or uh, transgender of some sort or, you know, swingers, is to surround yourself with a strong community. Lots of friends. Absolutely. You guys have great and friends. And never say never. Never say never. I'm the one that's like, I will never do poly. Well, we're switching to newbie topics. And I said, I'll never submit to anybody ever. And then we'll do yeah. yeah. What happened, Mrs. Peppy? Reverend John happened. Well, the night we met you, I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I said, uh-uh. Why did you take their card? What are you talking about? Did Mrs. Peppy say that? Did you I, say I that? I believe that might have been said. They're like, Something like they're that. They're scary. I, like, said, I, said, I said, he scares me. I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to be on the coffee table in this front of this group of people. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with well, those you know, ladies. You keep bringing up this coffee table, and I have a very vivid memory of the lady enjoying tremendously what Reverend John was doing. <laughs> and there was some Violet Wan action, mm-hmm. and there was this little thing where the lady wanted to have an orgasm, and I do believe you counted down from 10, and she had an orgasm on command. Yes. What do you think of counting, Mrs. Puppy? Yeah. What do you think I don't about like it? math. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those whole numbers are a motherfucker. But <laughs> Mistress Sin is very much a wing woman for him. She messaged me and she said, you know, Reverend John likes you. He wants to kind of get to know you. What do you think of that? I said, well, I like him. I'm trying to get to know him. And then you guys came out dancing. And I was sitting at the table and he was talking to me and he was telling me some stories. And all of a sudden he put his hand up the back of my neck and my hair. And I was like, what is that feeling? I have to get away. <laughs> Yeah, the oh, yeah. same the same woman I, that I've been with for 26 years, and I've been married <laughs> to for uh, over two decades, who will slap my hand away when I when I put my my fingers in her hair because oh it it hurts I'm pulling it I see her from the dance floor sitting in one of these local spots we go to with Reverend John <laughs> with a fistful of her hair. <laughs> Kind of pulling her head back a little bit, and I, I can literally see her melting in her chair. And I'm thinking, this, and then this I made the excuse and left because I didn't know what to do. With she that ran. Thing. She I panicked. Like, and I, I'll be back. I have to go dance right now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> whatever, whatever was said after that, I don't even remember because I just I don't know what to do with that. So I went to him and I said, I don't know what that was, but I have to stay away from it. <laughs> But at the same time, I, I don't know really, if that guy's good for me. That's at the it. same time, that's called no, electricity. At the same time, though, I was very interested in you as a person and getting to know you and kind of what makes you tick. But instead, you flipped it on. She warned me; it didn't help. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then what happened? We started chit chatting a lot, <laughs> off and on, uh, not constantly. Well, I believe. I believe, Mistress Daily. I believe, Mistress Sin. Uh, warned us that you were a Vulcan, so don't expect too much. Um, Doesn't show much emotion. Uh, and I don't know. That might have set the hook with with Mrs. Puppy a little bit too, because it was like, why is this gentleman such a such a puzzle? And how can he be? You know, like we were. I was sharing podcasts. I was listening to them all. I drove a lot at work, and I was listening to them. But when something that I found exceedingly interesting would happen, I would replay it for her. That was the porn sounds you were listening to. Well, I listened. Uh, there might have been a, a loop. 
uh, tape the made. hot tub, the hot tub. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I replay them, and it's like, well, well, how can this this gentleman be? so naughty on this podcast and talking about all these incredible adventures and, and these incredible kink times and play times and, and these things, how can he simultaneously connect with so many people and have so much fun yet sort of be hard to connect with? You two are a puzzling couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should be Mr. and Mrs. Enigma. You, mm-hmm. you sort of are. Hmm. But I, but I think it I think it intrigued Mrs. Puppy a little bit to say well let's you know let's let's scratch his lottery ticket a little bit and see what's going on there and it takes her a little while to warm up and decide whether she wants to play or not. It's big flirt. We're both big flirts, and we I guess that's where we get the puppy no, name. No, no, I don't believe that. The <laughs> reputation was lie. It was a lie. It's all lies. I've got that from Reverend John. Mm-hmm. Don't believe any of it. It's all lies. Um, but yeah, I think it was like, you know, let's, let's see, let's see what's, what makes this tick because obviously there's a, there's a lot going on here in this, uh, little Blissbringers relationship. And the fact that we knew so many of the same people and those people are really our dear friends and we care about them a lot. And it's like, well, they all speak so highly of, <laughs> of Mr. Cindy and Reverend John. It's like they, you know, they took a lot of bribery. Man, I know. It's costing a lot to pay these people off. Either that or you just have them frightened and they're afraid to say anything <laughs> negative. I mean, you- okay, that could be true. But I would not say that Reverend John is hard to connect with if you understand. There's if just you like, speak Vulcan? if you speak Vulcan. So how <laughs> do you, how do you connect with them? I don't know. It's unspoken. I Mostly can't explain. Mostly at the pelvis. <laughs> no. <laughs> When you say unspoken, is it texting? No, I mean, probably the texting helped, but it's chemistry, right? You can't really put an explanation on chemistry. Right. So to me, I was not interested in the whole kink aspect. I was just interested in you, period. And I think I said that right on. I was, you know, it would, no. (laughs) So Mrs. Puppy, you have a gift of feeling the energy of someone. Right. So what did you feel with Reverend John? (laughs) It's nice because I don't feel anything. <laughs> I don't feel, um, a lot of times when I connect with someone, if they have something going on in their life or if they have something going on in their relationship, I can't tell if what I'm feeling that's tweaking me is personal to me or if it's something that they have going on. It's just he has zero emotional emissions. It doesn't mean he doesn't have emotions, but for me, it's blocked. So I don't have to experience, there's, there's never any feeling of tweaking or where's this person coming from. And if I've ever had a moment where I wasn't sure where he's coming from, I just ask him. But um, very, very simple for me. Wait a minute, I think quiet. I heard her say communications. Yeah, <laughs> very quiet, quiet for my mind, basically. But I don't have that. Yeah, there's, there's, but there's been several times she's, she's shown me a text between her and Reverend John. And what do you think he means by this? And I'll read it, and I say, I think he means exactly what he said. But okay. check with him. And there is. There is a simplicity to the communications <laughs> that my communications really long, and he's like, "Great, well, <laughs> it's true." Mrs. That's Puppy true. does tend to overanalyze a lot, no. and she looks for those hidden what's behind That's this a girl I'm like, thing. I'm like, I, I really think he asked that because he genuinely just wanted to know the answer. There was no right, there was no wrong, it, and I think his communications are very straightforward, and I think it's kind of refreshing. And one of the really great things about you two, and like, I mean, we'll go back to the Mr. Puppy thing, right? I mean, I was, I was definitely, I was definitely interested in you in, in, in the beginning to see if there was some sort of play connection, and, and, you know, I didn't know that play was a very rare thing for you, but your communication, which was a, I guess we could call it a rejection, right? It was very clear that this is 
just not where I'm at. But at the same time that it was extremely blunt, direct, and clear, there was no negativity to it. There was no, this is some reflection on you. This was just, here's where I am in my journey right now. And the both of you communicate very mm-hmm. clearly. And you have very, and maybe it's the kink side. You have very clear boundaries. You have very clear communication. And a lot of couples in the swing communities, they don't communicate they don't. very clearly. They don't know they go how. Silent. They go I, silent. I, I think that's yeah, sort of the best approach that I've found is saying, like, okay, this is what we are, and this is what we do. And There's not a lot of confusion with you two. Mm-hmm. You may be enigmas like, in like certain ways. Okay, let's talk. Yeah. Straightforward communication, and because we don't really run in the kink circles, and we, we're not very uh, versed in that or experienced in that, that level of communication and that, that straightforward communication, it was just so refreshing. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my goodness, you don't really have to wonder where you're at. Right. If Mr. Puppy sent one too many texts that day. <laughs> I just m- ignore them. Mr. Cindy. No, you don't. See, that would be the swinger thing to do. You'll say, I'm busy. I will talk to you in a few days. Or you know, I, I mean, didn't say a few days. I just say, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> well, it's, but it's, but it's very clear. And it's like, oh my God, Mr. Puppy, you're blowing my phone up. You need to stop. Right. I mean, whatever it I is, it's that. very blunt and it's very straightforward and there's no guessing where you are at. And it, so then when you are in a playful mood or a mood to chat or text or flirt in that sort of way, that's also very clear. So it's great. Like I said, it's, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of swinger couples that can learn how to communicate from you too, and it would clear up a lot of unnecessary <laughs> drama and complication. Uh, we're trying to bring the kink and BDSM protocols into the swinger community. I, we started off in the swinger community, and then we met some folks in the community that were very tight with the BDSM for a very, very long time, like 30 plus years. They kind of took us under their wings and showed us a completely different way. This might not be for everyone, but the protocols, you know, and having rules and understanding, and then also just seeing seeing the sharpness of the punishment if you break the rules within the BDSM community, yeah. it, it helps. It really, really helps. When they say no touching without consent in the BDSM kink community, you better believe it. Communication is just better in the in the BDSM world, the kink world, yeah. because you know you really have to know what these hard limits are and what these boundaries are. Because there is no sex expectation. Swingers go to parties. There's an expectation. There's intercourse. There's an in- intimacy. I mean, if something starts going sideways in a in a kink scene. There's, there's a safe word. There's a way to communicate that. Yeah. There's a way to say it. Exactly. And, and I think that there's a, well, you, you said that your experience, it's, it's a very, it's an intimate thing. Yes. So there's, there's a trust. There's a showing of vulnerability. I think King people, they read body language better and they're just better able to communicate what's going on. Where in the swinger world, if something starts going sideways in a play session, yeah. you'll never know what happened. For mm-hmm. some couples will communicate, but a lot of times you will never know or they think that, oh, if I started feeling jealous or if I started feeling that this was beyond my boundary or whatever, if I, were, if I was to actually say that, right. I would be the drama couple. That's right. So a lot of swingers think that. And it really, by trying to not cause drama, you cause a lot of drama. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. Even today, I was sending you messages. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was on the phone? Even if it's redundant, <laughs> I still think it's a good idea. You can't really over-communicate, especially ahead of time. And like you said, in, in, in the middle of whether it's a, a kink session or a, or a a swing play session or whatever, you got to communicate during the session. If something's working, ask for more. If something's not working, ask for less. I mean, and, and some people, they have they have a hard time asking for what they want and even worse, saying when something's 
not working for them. And yeah, it makes, it makes things, it makes things complicated and difficult. So I think the communication with you two from our end was, it was just a very, very refreshing to have straightforward, open communication. Now, let's go back to Mrs. Puffy and her. Darn, I thought it was going to escape. It's been a long <laughs> interview, hasn't it? Oh, gee, look at the time. <laughs> You're not getting out of here that easy. We bought you dinner for a reason. Yes. So when you come over You're for putting out. They liquor you up so that you yes. cannot drink. Drive. Wait, we have to take an intermission. He has an empty glass. You can't, you can't drive because you're too buzzed. It's not legal. So then they got you here for a long term. So tell us about your path down to the dark side. Um, hmm, where to start? It's been interesting. Mr. Puppy and I have tried this dynamic, and um, it does not work for me at all to be submissive to him. I have never felt submissive toward anybody in my entire life. I rebel against that type of energy from anyone, and I will quickly dominate that energy if it comes at me. Well, you do have a strong personality. I do. That I'm very is. much in control all the time. So is this something that you've thought about before? No. Just something that developed, actually. Well, I would say we thought about it, right? Because you got, thought about it. Well, <laughs> you well, were thinking about it, and I was like, well, okay, I love you. I'll try this well, with that, you. Well, that too. But when we got into the swing scene, it mm. was, you know, it was about three years ago. So you got to think it was almost at the height of the whole Fifty Shades of Grey, soccer moms pretending to be naughty by reading this book. <laughs> and it seemed like every couple that we started to engage with, the female side of that couple, although almost unilaterally did not want to play around with any pain sensations. They did want to play around with being submissive, like some sort of sensual but that's your, submissive. But, but that's your experience. My experience is everyone wants to tie me up. And, and we're say, refilling the wine. No, no tying up, none of that. I'm not, not interested in playing that way. For you, you're experiencing that with the women, but that's not what I was experiencing yeah, but you, with the Yeah, but you saw that happening, and that led <laughs> us to trying it between the two of us, and it really didn't work. Which confused me a bit because it was working very well, the things I was doing with these other ladies. But when I would try to do them with Mrs. Puppy, um, it would go red, sideways pretty red, quick. Red, red, red. Safe word, red, get safe, off. Safe words came out very, very quickly. So, yeah, so we thought about it and we'd almost kind of put it to bed as, well, this is just not going to work. It's just not going to push her butt. I wasn't looking for that whatsoever. I found it interesting to learn about. I found it interesting to hear people's stories. I found it interesting to listen to the podcast, but I had no sort of drive to experience that at all. So what changed it? <laughs> Might have been that hair pulling you did. <laughs> Probably. I think that that was my my spiral down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you know that trick, right? Trick. On how to see if somebody has submissive tendencies or not. Trick. Okay, so I'm curious here. myself. So what do you do? Is. Now, if this was a video podcast, <laughs> you walk up to somebody, you put your hand open over the skin, you close your hand, <laughs> you grab the head like that, and if she purrs like a kitten, you got a winner. So, uh, for those of you who uh, don't have your webcams up, uh, Reverend John just came behind Mrs. Don't Puppy. Don't ask me questions now. Somebody else has to talk. Ran his head up the back of her head, very close to her scalp, and took a handful of her hair, and was kind of tugging lightly, just sort of moving her head back and forth, and she pretty much melted in the chair. But I may have felt that way the first time he did that, but I did not show it. I don't know... What you thought the first time, because I resisted very Oh, I much. saw a reaction at the first <laughs> I was like, no. Are you kidding? No. He was right next to you. I was out on the dance floor, like, <laughs> 75 feet away, and I could see it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, peace so, out. So, yeah, you quote-unquote hit it. 
<laughs> was it hidden, Reverend? Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, she hides like like Mistress Cindy is uh, not scary. Oh, you missed a demonstration. That I was- did. You were jumping ahead of me. Well, yeah, I was demonstrating how to no, see if somebody has. Try to do that on me. Don't don't touch me. <laughs> don't try. <laughs> that was mixed messages. Do it. Don't. <laughs> don't pull my yes, hair, no. baby. You pull my hair. <laughs> no. That's my reaction. Now this is funny. To I Mr. Think, Puppy. I, th- I think it was the same night that this happened. I was talking to Reverend John about the hair pull. I was like, I saw that. That was pretty cool. And and I believe you said, go ask Mr. Cindy what happened to the last guy who tried to pull her hair. <laughs> I think he's still missing a hand. You need a massage. Now, I was not sure how Mr. Puppy was going to take this. Although he definitely experiences compersion, I was not sure how he would take this because it was something he liked very much and wanted to do that didn't work. So I didn't know how he would feel that I'm like, I've never been interested in this, but you know what? Hey, what? I want, I want to do this now. So I didn't know how that was going to affect him. So I did check in with him very often on this journey. <laughs> and, uh, I have to say it's pretty amazing. I can mirror some of the things that Mr. Sin has said that it's amazing to be to be able to experience that and be able to move forward on a journey like that. And do you enjoy watching? I wouldn't say that I'm a watcher per se. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't sit back in a chair and just I've watch. seen you in a doorway. I you have seen me in a doorway. <laughs> and I think you said, "Oh, your husband is fucking my wife." And you had the biggest <laughs> grin I have ever seen on a husband. I do believe I looked at you and said, um, I think your husband's playing. And you were craning your head around going, yeah, but who's he fucking? That's and I exactly said, what I said. He's fucking my wife. <laughs> And you said, oh, okay, and walked away like it was just, you know, okay, he's, he's, he's dusting the furniture. No, like, I'm actually uncomfortable watching. You were mildly interested to see who it was. Well, in the living room, to be fair, I heard this... I'm like, that sounds... The Reverend John who that gives himself That sounds like my applause. husband, but he didn't say anything about fucking someone. And Apparently so- I have a signature move, <laughs> is what I've been told. So I go in, I see you at the doorway with this big grin on your face. Yes, um, I, I do enjoy very much seeing my wife have a good time. That does not always happen. There's a lot of times where... where Situations and playtimes are not as enjoyable for her as they were for me when we're playing with couples. And not everybody can do the pelvis clap. <laughs> um, Legs up in the air, over his shoulders, pile driving. You know, which is, which is really disappointing, right? Because Mrs. Puppy, she only plays with people that she really connects with. So, and since we don't really jump into playtime, you know, we develop that connection first. When you develop that connection and then the playtime just doesn't work out and sometimes it doesn't sometimes you're very compatible on a human level but you're just not i find it on a physical i find it so irritating that if i do engage with someone at a party it's usually someone i know and i already have the connection with and i've gotten to know them i find it extremely irritating that people try to insert themselves into that energy and try to join in especially when they haven't even talked to you they come into a room and try to join in but for me, it's not about like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go fuck someone tonight. And it's not necessarily about having some poly connection, but there has to be something for me that makes it interesting because 
I mean, literally, if I want to just go fuck somebody, I can go down to the bar and I can be, you know, leaving in five minutes. It's not going to be a problem. It's just. She's saying that the guys at the bars are only going to hold it up for five minutes. Oh, guys in the lifestyle sometimes. Maybe she's calling them dirty, dirty whores. Wait a minute. Captain. Save a ho. Save a ho. I don't need any more nicknames. I think the B is good for you. I let you get away with it. I was going to say half the circle of the swinger friends know you by Mr. Puppy. Yes. Yes. It is really, but, it's really taken on a life of its own. It's, I, I think it's stuck. Yeah. And Definitely. we've thrown you a bone and you have thrown us a bone. No, she likes chewing on your bone, baby. Whoa. <laughs> well, there wasn't chewing. Well, but yes. Back to your question. I, I do like to watch. Uh, we, we normally do sort of engage with couples or engage with, We've been known to build our own couple out of two singles. So there's normally a fair amount of being distracted. It's not like I'm going to sit and watch for an hour while not engaging with somebody. But I do very much like to see my wife have a good time. I do like the download afterwards. Oh, he did this. He did that. I like this part. Oh, you like the audio porn. Yeah, I'm not like him. I'm more like you. I like to know he's having a good time. I don't mind him playing. It doesn't bother me. But I'm not going to sit there and watch him. I want to be distracted and doing my own thing. It doesn't make me jealous. It just doesn't float my boat. It doesn't just, float I, I'm my just boat. like, eh, have fun. Bye. I do believe it's been explained to me like, okay, it's, it's kind of hot, but it's like a porno. I just want to fast forward <laughs> and you don't fast forward very well. <laughs> oh my like, God. I'm like, I can't you watch you. You do not have a fast forward. I'm like, I can't watch Even with you your story that long. Could you, I did go in my first experience of letting him play with somebody that I wasn't interested in. I went in the room and I felt like trapped in there. I was like, I want to go. And he didn't want me to leave. And I was like, oh my God, could you just start fucking her? I'm tired of watching you do oral for like 40 minutes oh my god coming over and over can you just fuck her well you know if you'd actually said that out loud that would have been really cool (laughs) i was i told him i'm never doing that again and there's been times i've sent him to play in a room with a couple on he'd say don't you want to come in and engage a little bit i said i'm i'm not i'm not into them and i don't want to watch i'm fine with you going and just never take one for the team no i won't absolutely not that is we did that early on Never take one for the team. You took one for the wrong team once. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but which one was that one for? Remember on my birthday, big birthday party. You took took one for the team. Somebody out there is going to listen to this and say, "Oh Oh, my god, I was the one." Wait a minute. 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 We know who. Well, you know who you are, Brian. (laughs) Whoa. I wanted the wife of that couple. No, I wanted the wife of the couple. Oh, you got cut out from the get-go. And you played with the Wait guy? Minute, it was yeah, his birthday. I know. He what had the, the whole fucking party was his. It's okay. He had plenty. Anyhow. Brian, so that was the, okay, Brian, yes. no, Brian cock blocked him. Yes. Uh, Brian closes the deal quicker. Does Reverend John have a problem closing the deal? He does. Sometimes. That's the part. So his way of closing the deal... Is his BDSM kink? It's the introduction. Well, he pull gets out. the party started with that. Like he, he is the icebreaker, oh but he goodness. also gets the women to gravitate to him he's and an do the ropes. So basically, what he, he's saying is, you're the wingman, and he's closing the deals. Did you just yes. hear that, baby? I don't yes. close that many deals. He you close some of the deals that he he's warms closing up for the you. deal. I'm closing the deal. Like when he's doing the ropes and stuff. <laughs> he has walked up and said, okay, close the deal, and walked off. And so I, oh my I, God. I, have, I have gotten really? the handoff. I mean, you, a hell of a wingman. Like Most people do not know how to wingman. 
That's but right. Reverend John is one hell of a wing. You should you should like write a book. And I wingman for my wife. Yep. And your wife wingmans for you. Yes, she I do. Almost toss you at us. <laughs> oh no! I feel like a piece of meat. Take him! Take him! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some closing thought. Oh, hanging with this band of weirdos. Oh, you're not weird. Actually, I've had a fantastic night. Good company, good wine. I've had fantastic other nights too. I think we need to make a toast to exploring new things. Yes. yes. New frontiers. New frontiers. Cheers. 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 Touch all the glasses. What's your pleasure? All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned. 